amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Gamer Heroes episode 50. I am Derek, one of your two hosts. I've got my co-host, John, here as well. Hey, buddy. Hey. Welcome. So, 50 episodes, man. We've got a lot to talk about this week, too. First, we're going to talk a bit about some of the games that we are streaming over on Twitch every other week. We're going to be talking about video game movies coming up, including the new Tomb Raider and Ready Player One. And we will be talking Nintendo Switch stuff, including a new adapter that you can use for controllers and the Nintendo Direct from last week that touched on 21 different video games between the 3DS. That's insane. As, if they didn't take my money already with all the games they have, um, <laughs> this year is going to be a big year. It, it's already come out with a boom for for Nintendo. Yeah, a lot of people basically thought that you know 2017 they just you know they that was it that was everything they had in their pocket and uh, not the case. So we will be touching on that stuff um, here in a bit. But uh, John, why don't you tell everybody a bit about what we streamed last week? Uh, last week we streamed Overwatch. Uh, if you got to catch us, we played. We didn't get. We didn't get to play with the new character, but we have. We played, and we haven't played in uh, all of us months. So we had uh, another host from one of the other shows, the Heroes Podcast Network's show, Screen Heroes, and um, Ryan, um, Sissy Ryan, or I don't know, Snarling Ryan, Grinch Ryan. He has a lot of names. Kylo Ryan. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we That's all played and we got whooped. So if you if you got a chance to watch that or you still want to watch that, um, it's still entertaining. So hey, we didn't we didn't lose everything. We we lost at the end. That's for sure. But. In the beginning, we got the worst game I've ever played. Was in the beginning. Well, okay, so here's my frustration <laughs> with Overwatch. I am having a very difficult time getting decent with other characters because I find myself getting stuck playing as Mercy, like, all the time. But, you know, we just wanted to just do some quick play. Um, we did not do it in the uh, in the PTR, so Brigetta was not available yet because she's still in the PTR only. Right. Um, but that is happening. So every other Wednesday, we are streaming on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Heroes Podcasts at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific time. And we're changing it up. So next time... On March 21st, we are playing Left, Left 4, for Dead, Dead 2. 2. 2. 2. Yeah. The first, the first, I'm really the first excited. one's not as good. I'm really excited. So, I, I, I mean, I play once in a while um, on my own, but of course, I never get to play with anybody. So, it's a lot of fun. If we can get four players, I know uh, Kylo Ryan will be joining us again. And you say Ray from Costume Couture might be joining us? Yeah, Siren Ray herself is looking into whether or not she can join us for that. So I'm hoping that that way we'll, we'll have a team of four, which you know it's it's a four person group, and so rather than having a uh, NPC or not an NPC but uh, an AI uh, character, you know, hopefully Ray will join us, and that'll be lots of fun. So um, yeah, check check that out. Please join us. We've got a event on our Twitch channel if you want to. Check that out. We also have an event on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash heroes podcasts. Uh, if you want to join us for that, we will have the chat up. We'll talk to you. We had a few people last week. And it was a lot of fun talking to them about different, different gaming stuff. So yeah, they were really quizzing us while we're trying to, while we're getting our butts whooped. <laughs> we were really throwing it down. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, when I, so I was the one who was running the stream and I'll run this one next week uh, as well. But um, it's a little easier for me because I can see the chat right in my face. Yeah, he's Remember? got a visor like in Ready Player One. No, I wish. Yeah, <laughs> like Google glass, like Google goggles, like Google glasses. Yeah, never, never came out. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. I was pretty interested in it, but yeah, it just never happened. No, 
Maybe someday. Maybe someday. We we're getting there. I'll just take hologram. You know, little implants in your arm that it, it pops out as a hologram. I'll take that too. No thanks. I'll take no implants. Thanks. That's all good. I don't like needles, so I don't think I would like something implanted under my skin. All right, we'll just wait till you cut yourself, and then we'll put the chip in. We'll implant that's, it. That still, that still doesn't sound quite right. I'll t- <laughs> I just want like a heads-up display. I don't mind wearing glasses for it. It's fine. Yeah, actually, that's really funny that we mentioned it. Like, I was seriously considering those glasses. They were actually, I would say, probably not fairly priced for a consumer yet, but the things that you could do were really cool. Well, it was just the developer model was available, and that was $1,500. Exactly. And you and I are not app developers, so you know, that wouldn't have been very useful for you and me. Well, that and I don't have $1,500 laying around. <laughs> well, that's – yeah, there is there is that. There is that. But, uh, you know, I, got, I have better things to spend my money on. For example, I, I got the new S9, so I'm setting that up tonight. Oh, um, did you really? I did, yeah. I showed up today. I got it, got it a little bit early, which is cool. In case so. you guys didn't know, Derek, he is obsessed with staying on top of the line for phones. Phones. Well, technology He got the Pixel, and he didn't like the Pixel, um, believe not it or not. And not uh, now you have the S9, so that's great. Well, I think Samsung is really the right fit for me. I've tried so many. Like, I've been an Android guy most of my smartphone life, but I've had iPhones. I've had Blackberries. I've even had Windows phones various different brands of Android phones. I just, I always go back to Samsung. I do. And they are not paying us for this. So if they want to, uh, contact at heroespodcast.com. Let's talk. Uh, <laughs> He's right though. Like I've had my galaxy for a couple of years now and I, I, I really enjoy it. Samsung, they've, they just keep, uh, coming, pushing the envelope and, uh, I, Apple people, not to shit on you guys, but you know, Apple comes out with something and they're like, look how new and cool this is. And Samsung's like, we've had that for like three years now. So. <laughs> All right. So but let's, yeah. let's, let's talk movies. Let's talk movies. So this weekend, the new Tomb Raider comes out and Screen Heroes will actually be reviewing that movie next week. If you join us on Tuesday, um, March, what is that? 19th, I think is what it is. Tuesday, March 19th. It is. Yeah. On our Not, Twitch channel. It is the 20th. <laughs> 20th. Oh, I'm sorry. So um, on the 20th, you can join us for our review of that. But uh, I know, John, you're you're a big Tomb Raider video game Since fan. the beginning, you know, I always say I like my women rectangular, not round, you know. Um, <laughs> that's a joke. You like your women with edges? Yes. That, very yeah. edgy. Um, <laughs> no, I, I've been I've, – since the first – one of the first games I ever owned – and actually, it wasn't me. It was my older brother and my stepfather played Tomb Raider on the the PlayStation, the original PlayStation in the early 90s or mid-90s. And I would watch them play. And finally, when I mustered up enough confidence to play the game, because the mechanics at that time were really good, you're like, whoa, she's doing backflips. She's dual-yielding pistols. You know, and you're jumping these impossible – timing is everything in that game, by the way. You're literally jumping from ledge to ledge, and if you don't hit the jump up and – uh, excuse me, jump button at the very edge of the ledge, you will not make the next one. Um, so that was very, very intimidating, but finally got up to the mustard of confidence and um, I played them all. I even played the one on PS2, Dark Shadows, or it was Tomb Raider, Dark, Dark something. It wasn't very good. Um, so to see that they're making a movie and they're following it with the remake that came out a few years ago, I thoroughly enjoyed it. The remake is very much so, uh, I'd say, a hardcore, more serious version of Uncharted. And Uncharted, is the series, is like my favorite series of all video games. Uh, that's that's my games. And um, so it's really cool to see this come to life. Maybe this opens the door for the Uncharted movie that they keep talking about and casting ridiculous people in. Mark Wahlberg as Nathan Drake, Derek that's who they wanted to cast two years ago when they talked about this movie. Mark well, he's fucking the big Wahlberg. action guy, man. Marky no, Mark. no. Nathan Fillion, his name is Nathan. He looks like Nathan. He should be Nathan. <laughs> he even said he's willing to play him. <laughs> he's too old now. Well, then I guess I guess that's why they're going with Marky Mark. Mark's old too. Mark's fifty. But he doesn't look old. 
Okay, so I would, you know, this is the terrible part about it. If you said Dwayne The Rock Johnson would play Nathan Fillion, I, or Nathan uh, Drake, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> like, I would not be mad. Why? Wait, why is that better? Because he looks nothing like the character. I know, but just The Rock, I know, can do it and handle it and carry the weight. Mark Wahlberg in that kind of role, but that's I don't all like he does him. now are those I don't types like of him. roles. I don't like him for Nathan Nathan Drake. I keep wanting to say Fillion now. It's all I got Nathan Fillion on the mind. You're very um, opinionated about casting here because I know you're not a huge fan of who we got for Laura Croft here. Yeah, yeah, I was actually Alicia about to Vikander. get into that. You found the perfect I mean, segue. The Oscar-winning actor. Yeah, the Oscar-winning actor who looks dainty, who looks like she... I don't think that's the right word, man. I really, okay. I, I don't think... You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Listen, I... <laughs> They're going off of the new one, and I understand why they casted her, because she looks very innocent. However, the there is a certain level uh, like I, that I expect. Like in the video game, I'll give an example for the newer one. Lara Croft is young, but she's, she's, she's still very active. She's still kind of like a, a thrill seeker. And that girl, the way that the design of that girl in, in the game that they chose... She didn't look very fragile. Um, I feel like this model that we have casted for this movie looks very fragile. And she's um, not a model. She is. She's actually a model. Well, but like, but she's, but she's. I mean, an so is Gal Gadot, and Gal Gadot put on the muscle to be Wonder Woman, and I'm perfectly fine with Gal Gadot's. Except Woman. that that Vikander has an Oscar for Best Actress. I don't understand why that has to do with anything in this action film. Because well. It means that she has the ability to act, and she did almost all of her own stunts in this movie. And I, I mean, you're, it's sure that's impressive numbers, but I'm just saying my Lara Croft doesn't look like that. Um, my Lara Croft is I, if I, I I didn't give time to we didn't rehearse this I didn't have time to think of a, a better casting, <laughs> but like. I don't know. I'm just going to put this out there. Not that Charlize Theron should play Laura Croft, but like Charlize Theron, I look at her and I'm like, oh yeah, she could definitely kick some ass. That's, that's atomic blonde. You know what I mean? I, she could definitely do that. I don't look at this woman and say that, you know, I feel like she trips over a twig. She'd break something. I think you're going to be surprised, man. I hope so. I hope so. I, I, I've been peeking at the reviews. I have not been reading them, but the percentages are looking really good. We're looking at about 75% of Rotten Tomatoes right now, um, which is well beyond what I expected. So, But there's a lot of good supporting roles. The uh, gentleman they had to play the the villain here who has a – he's actually very good, and I am very happy to see that he's in it. Let me get his name pulled up here. Are you talking about Walton Goggins? Let me see here. I'm really bad about it, but um, – there was a couple of interviews that came out about this and uh, basically they were like, listen, we are doing our best to stay faithful to the game, but we are also wanting to make Laura way more relatable than Angelina Jolie's. And I totally agree with that. Like Angelina Jolie looked great, but she was already in her prime. She was already badass. So yeah. that's a great comparison. Actually, this is a more serious film, right? So you don't want to cast Angelina Jolie in it. But Angelina Jolie is the kind of woman you look at and you're like, oh, yeah, she could probably do that. Okay. Okay. What's your opinion? Why, why are you grilling me? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know the games better than I do, for sure. So that's why I wanted you to, to say it first. I, I'm excited just because the, the trailer looks good. She looks good. She's a great actor. And since she did most of her own stunts, it's going to look more realistic because you're not going to have as many stunt doubles. Um, yes, it was you know. Walton Goggins, by the way. Thank you. Okay. I, yeah. I couldn't, I was like, I had another mind uh, name in my head, but he's very See, good. He's the kind of guy though that I look at and I say, you know, he's fine, but I would have rather them had Bruce Greenwood. Oh yeah. So, hey, Hey, yeah. they couldn't, I don't know if they couldn't afford or, <laughs> but I think he'll be good. He'll be good. He's he's been in a lot of shows that I like. Justified, he was awesome in Justified. Um, you know, he lasted the whole series, so I'm I have good faith in him. Fair enough.
So another movie that's coming out at the end of the month is Ready Player One, which is an adaptation of a novel about virtual reality um, and contests and things of that nature. If you haven't read the book, um, there I don't want to spoil anything for anybody, so I'm not going to do that. But um, you know, it's this whole thing about virtual reality is kind of taking the world by storm, and there's this thing called the Oasis, which essentially everybody plugs into and. It is up for grabs when the owner of the Oasis dies, and it it's about who you know will take control of it. Um, and there's a lot of action and and cor- of um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Corruption and, and things of that nature. So kind of excited about it. It's Steven Spielberg. I know he said that it's his imagination of the book, so it's not a direct adaptation. And um, is that a bad thing? Because you read the book. You read the book. I'm I'm looking at the reviews and it's it's doing pretty well. Look, I like the book. It's not like the greatest thing ever written, right? It's a young adult novel. Um, I enjoy the story quite a bit. I was lucky I did the audiobook and it's uh, narrated by Will Wheaton, which is wonderful. He does a, just a great job. I, I love listening to to him do that stuff. So if you uh, if you like audiobooks, this is a great one. Um, but it's it, you know it's a pop culture book. Right, it's about right. '80s pop culture, and it's being updated a bit to modern pop culture. If you've seen the trailers, you know that Tracer's in it, and the Iron Giant's in it, and Deadpool's in it, and Harlequin. You know, um, so there's a bit of, of pop culture overload, but that's part of the story. It's part of that universe, and um, it's explained fairly well, in my opinion, rather than it just being like Family Guy references. You know, right? It and it looks it looks great. It looks beautiful, and I I have a lot of faith. At the minimum, you will leave. You will leave the theater and go, wow, that was a good-looking movie, at the minimum. I mean, I think so. The, the trailer definitely looks really cool, uh, just visually. And, you know, there's a lot of fun game references in there. If you are a old-school gamer, uh, an 80s gamer, and a 70s gamer, you'll find some stuff in there I think that you'll really enjoy. There's some references to some classics uh, that uh, if you've never had an opportunity to play, uh, this might make you feel like you should seek those things out. So... I'm excited. I'm definitely excited to see that movie. So, um, and like I said, the the reviews are doing well, much better than I anticipated. Uh, much like Tomb Raider, because like, <laughs> I, I hate to say it, but video game movies tend to have a stigma where they just butcher them. You know? Yeah, I know. But I mean, truth is, there really haven't been that many good ones. I actually thought Warcraft was much better than I guess everybody else thought it was. I, okay, I you know what. To, to tell you, I think the visuals were stellar, but the story, it just throws you in too quick, and and it's not so much the orc side, it's the human side they throw you in, and the warlocks way too quick, and I think the pacing is so weird in that movie. Huh. You know, in like the first 20, 15 minutes, you know, you've got this guy who flies to go get this wizard, Ben Foster, and Ben Foster's just like a dick right out the get-go trying to like take him down. So it's just kind of weird stuff. You're just like, what is going on? Um, and the only thing that's the only thing that's really relatable is the one main orc. Oh, Duratan. Yeah, yeah. He's the only relatable thing in that in that film. That's why, in my opinion, it, it wasn't as good as it could have been. They just they kind of missed. You kind of have to care about things, and you kind of have to understand where the characters are coming from. You don't understand any motivation except for the orc. That one orc. Fair enough. Well, all right, so there's one more movie, uh, one more video game movie coming up, and that is Rampage. Oh, gosh. Rampage. So for for those who may or may not know what Rampage is, Rampage is a game uh, where you play as one of four giant creatures. There's a giant gorilla, and there's, like, a lizard creature, and... Um, a couple others, and you destroy buildings yeah. in a city, and whoever destroys you know the most gets points and that kind of thing. Um, the Rock, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, is starring in this video game adaptation, uh, which looks just a lot like his San Andreas movie, but with giant monsters. Uh, yep, that's probably very accurate. It's it's shitty too because they have Joe Manganiello, and I love him. And he's really good in a lot of stuff, and he's he's looking very Deathstrokey. And I didn't realize he was in it. <laughs> yeah, he's very Deathstroke looking, and you're like, God, why are we wasting these good people on this? 
I'm going to be honest with you, when they first showed it, the trailer, you're like, immediately, you're like, God, please don't be another Apes movie. Please don't be another Planet of the Apes. Because the way they paint the picture is like, it's about the ape and it's kind of PETA, very PETA. And what's, what's, what would be wrong with another ape movie, man? War for Planet of the Apes was amazing. Awesome. Exactly. And we're done. Let's leave it at the height. Um, okay, I gotcha. But... Yeah, and then next thing you know, it's it's just really random. Like, I just think this movie is just, they tried to do what they did with Jumanji. They were like, let's take a random idea, let's throw some things on the wall and see what works. Because okay. would you ever think, just be real, Do you did you ever think Rampage would have enough substance to be a whole film <laughs> no of course exactly not. of course not no, talk about I mean, filling not in blanks <laughs> yeah i mean there's there's so many video games that have you know 13 15 hour stories you know gears of war for example or halo or wolfenstein uh countless others more even more ambitious games like anything from elder scroll or the witcher uh yeah newer stuff like horizon zero dawn right but no we're getting rampage <laughs> i know that's the thing you're just like guys remake resident evil or something do you know like let's do that right yeah no you i get... wouldn't hold your breath for that buddy oh it, you know what it's dead it's done like i <laughs> i don't want to see it in a movie anymore because wes anderson wes, well, wes anderson just butchered it and then in the end he felt like he thought he could bring it back by bringing in characters that made no sense in that in his world yeah it was just ridiculous so there there's another example of a really bad stigma for uh, for one of those movies game movies I, I i i know they're nothing like the games but i do like the first two movies as like by themselves the, the first one i think i did see that one in theaters I thought the first one, besides it having a, I think for being rated R, it was kind of weak. But um, the first one had some really good elements to it. Although it was sidetracked and it wasn't like the games, it was actually really good. And if they would have just kept at that pace and not tried to bring in people from the games, it would have been better. You know what I mean? Because if they would have just existed in that world... It's no, just, it just goes off the rails. Oh I, I enjoy the second one for it being more of like a zombie monster Cause, flick. Because you like Nemesis, that's why. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, and I like then, Nemesis too, and I think they, that's the one thing they did right in that movie. But man, in the third one, it just goes off the rails. Oh, I know. It's so bad. And they, I mean, they go downhill from there. Like, the third one is where it just starts to fall apart, and it just goes downhill pretty quickly. Um, well, you, but anyway, all right, let's, yeah. let's get back on track here. So... <laughs> Before we dive into all the Nintendo stuff, and I've got new information, like literally as we're recording this, uh, <laughs> Nintendo has announced the 5.0 update for Switch, and it includes a bunch of stuff. Oh my gosh. So, um, so we'll Those get bastards. to that, I want, so everyone can know uh, what that's all about. Um, so let's go ahead, John, tell us a bit about this wireless adapter that you picked up. Yeah, so I actually was perusing some articles, and somebody had mentioned a thing called 8-bit do it's a usb wireless receiver essentially and it allows you to connect basically anything that can emit that can take the signal um, to your switch and that is ps4 ps3 wii wii u pro um not xbox some mac controllers and then some retro fitted ones that 8-bit do makes as well so my my main draw was oh crap i can play my wii or my switch with the ps4 controller are you serious that's my favorite controller in and out and uh i was like i have to do this so i bought it immediately it's 20 dollars on amazon right now you can get it right now and i have to tell you it works flawlessly when you can get it to work um wait what does that mean (laughs) that means so i ran into some issues and uh it's not it doesn't come with any instructions so don't don't sit there and they make it seem because they're they're pitches easy plug and play (laughs) It's, it's okay so let me put it this way so there's two things you'll run into if you're if you buy this number one you're syncing your ps4 controller 
that's already synced to your PS4, and it keeps turning on your PS4 and not working for you because that overrides the signal to your PS4 and not the Switch. Um, so once I figured that one out, <laughs> the the so you're supposed to press this button, it flashes. Now I could not get the damn thing to connect immediately, so I was sitting around for minutes. I'd say probably close to five minutes waiting for it to connect. Uh, but once it finally does, it's smooth and it's great. And I only play Doom because that's the only one that I complain about <laughs> the controls for. <laughs> and uh, all buttons seem to work just fine. Do you think it would be easier if you just had a, a DualShock that wasn't already synced to a PlayStation? Yes, a hundred times easier. Because what happens is... Your PlayStation is the primary signal, so it, it, no matter what, and you can, I mean, you can, it's Bluetooth, you can turn that sucker on outside, it'll still connect to your PlayStation. Um, yeah, so that was the one issue, and I was like, man, I really wish they would have said something about that. Because <laughs> it actually is, is actually a pain in the ass to, to unsync that. Yeah, I believe it. I believe that. I do. Um, so, okay, so when you're saying you don't like the, the Doom controllers. What? How were you playing Doom? So I know you've got the Pro controller, which I do not, and so I I slide the the Joy Cons into their little pad. The Joy the grip the Joy Con grip the grip yeah and um, it's just too wide and the like it feels fine for triggering, but the thumbs and the joysticks are just so not right when you're trying to play a first person shooter on that thing. Okay. Well, that's, that's fair. I, I wouldn't, I, I, I got the pro controller a while back, um, because I was playing just so much breath of the wild. Oh yeah. And, and so I picked up the, the pro controller. So that's, that's what I use. I mean, and I picked up for $20, I picked up one of the wired officially licensed controllers, just a black one. Um, and I played, I played uh, nine parchments with it the other night and it's great. It really is. It's a little light. You can, it feels kind of light. Um, but you know it it's twenty dollars. It's a twenty dollar controller that's essentially a pro controller. Um, it's missing a few, you know, of, of the features, right? Like it doesn't have um, it doesn't have NFC. Right. It's not wireless, you know, that type of thing. But you never have to charge it because it's plugged in, and it's only twenty bucks. You can buy four of those for the price of one pro controller. You know. Yeah, and, and I actually when I was over there, that it actually it's really nice. It, I mention it to him when he said he bought it. I was like, oh man, I was looking into that. And then I saw this and, um, I want you to try this, Derek. I want you to, I want you to try the, uh, receiver. I think you might be surprised. It, it works really well when it works, but yeah, I think it works <laughs> really well. weird sentence. <laughs> it, it works really well. So, so does it only take up one USB port? Yes. Okay. So I, I mean, I guess in theory, if you wanted to, well, I never thought about that. If it's a two-player game and I connect two, can I connect two Dual Shocks? Well, that's kind of what I'm asking. You know? I didn't try that. And in my case, I have two Wii U Pro controllers laying around. Now, no, they're not amazing. They're nowhere near as good as the Switch Pro controller. The joysticks are in weird spots, but I have them already. So it's you know I don't have to buy new controllers. So they're just sitting around. They're not synced to a PlayStation or anything like that. So if that would work, I mean, it's great for Mario Kart. Right or Rocket League or something. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Well, it was just a way for me. I love my my PS4, and um, it was a way for me to just continue to play like I play on my PS4 on the Switch. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. But I recommend it, guys. I I still give it four out of five. So if if you want to pick it up, eight bit do it's eight bit do do um, wireless receiver for Switch. There you go. All right, so let's talk. Let's dive in here. So, real quick, let's talk about what's going on uh, with the Switch and the 5.0 update. So, yes. yep, the update is live. Um, so, some of you will already have this by now. But if you're curious what all it entails, uh, first off, first and foremost, Facebook and Twitter friends that also use Switch can now be added through friend suggestions, which is very cool. Because uh, you may not know which friends of yours have Switches. I know that's a problem for me. So that's great. That's cool. Um, it's got some new parental control setups where you can whitelist titles to exclude them from restrictions. Um, it's adding parental controls for captured video, 
which is interesting. Um, some more stuff there. They added 24 new arms and Kirby icons for your user icon, which is neat. That's cool. Um, let's see. Digital software purchases made from a computer or a smart device will start downloading sooner than previously, which is cool, even if the Switch is in sleep mode. So not off, but sleep mode. Um, you can receive notifications now when a pre-purchased title is ready to be played, which is cool. I like that. Um, and then they've got some new news filters. Let's see. Nintendo Switch Pro Controller Grip Colors will now display in the controllers menu. So I guess it might know. We can tell what color controller your controller you is. That's so. cool. So there you go. Um, some cool stuff there. The friend suggestion thing is nice, so I'm going to look forward to that. All right, so let's talk Nintendo Direct. So on March 8th, there was a new t- Nintendo Direct. They talked about, no joke, 21 different games over the course of this Nintendo Direct, which is pretty crazy. Um, basically, whew, man, I don't even know where to start. So we'll just do some rundown of the bigger stuff. We're not going to touch all 21 of these things because that would be pretty ridiculous. So we'll start with the 3DS because uh, it was the shortest group of things. Uh, big stuff for the 3DS, WarioWare. So for those who don't know, WarioWare, uh, John, do you have any idea what WarioWare is? I was just about is? to ask, I'm like, can you tell me what WarioWare is? So WarioWare is a unique set of games from the uh, the Wii and the Wii U virtual consoles. Uh, micro games is essentially what they are. And they, they focus on Wario and they're really weird. Some use microphones and touch screens and just crazy weird stuff. And so they're bringing it all over to the DS line in one big game called WarioWare Gold. It'll have 300 micro games in it. Wow. Um, so that's coming August 3rd, so all you WarioWare fans will be happy to see that. What I'm really excited about is Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story. So it's an RPG where Bowser actually eats Mario and Luigi, uh, but Bowser's still a good guy in this game. He's still a protagonist in that he's trying to find a cure for a disease that's wiping out life in the Mushroom Kingdom. That's awesome. I mean, not awesome, but you know what I mean. Like, that's kind of a cool idea. It, so what's really interesting about this is because you're using a, a DS, you've got the two screens, right? Right. So at the top screen, you have Bowser in the outside world. In the bottom screen, you have Mario and Luigi inside Bowser. What? And, and you're playing both parts of the game. That's freaking cool. What a cool way to use those type of me- – those are cool mechanics. Right, it's really interesting. The, the demo, the the trailer they showed for it was just really cool. Um, they're adding in a big story about Bowser Junior, which is really neat, and and all of that. So I'm not the biggest Mario RPG fan. Um, I prefer just like the platformers, but this this game looks really cool. It looks really fun. Comes out in 2019. That's all we know about that. That's just um, different. That's pretty cool. I I definitely yeah. be willing to play that one. You should check out the trailer. It's really unique. It's a really unique game. Bowser's Inside Story. Yes, Mario and Luigi, Bowser's Inside Story. Um, so the last one I want to touch on here is Luigi's Mansion. So Luigi's Mansion ooh, Dark ooh, Moon my boy. is one of the most popular DS titles. Um, I've actually still playing it. I'm about 80% of the way through. I've got to get one more uh, moon piece. And uh, they are bringing the original GameCube Luigi's Mansion. They're remaking it. All new for the 3DS this year, and it will include a new boss rush mode where you can fight all the, the bosses that you've already beat. You know, if you've got the new game on there, you might as well put the old one too. So Yeah, I mean, it, it's a little weird because most people have already finished Dark Moon. A lot of them won't necessarily want to go backwards. It's a different you know? game. I played it on GameCube. It's a, it's a totally different game. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is a very different game. It's smaller, too. Dark Moon. I guess that's true. Yeah, it's a good point. It is an older game, right? We're talking GameCube. So we're talking pre-Switch, pre-Wii U, pre-Wii. It was one of their launch... Remember, that was one of their launch flagships for the GameCube was Luigi's Mansion. Oh, I didn't remember that was a launch title. Yeah, that was one of their big ones. And um, I played it. I I bought it for... I didn't buy. I actually didn't buy it the exact. Week. I bought like a month after launch. Um, I bought the GameCube a month after launch, and that was one of the games I got. 
And uh, I, I really did like it. I never got to beat it, though. And, and I'm in the same situation with, with Dark Moon, too. I haven't had to beat it because the Switch came out, and I've been playing a lot more Switch. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's cool. So that's basically it for the DS. Uh, we'll move on to the Switch here. Tons and tons of stuff for Switch. Uh, first off, a beautiful-looking game is Okahami HD. Um, it's an HD... Uh, rendition of this game. It, it is just a beautifully drawn animation style for this. And it actually supports touch controls and Joy-Con motion controls to paint with these brush strokes in the game. Um, so that just looked really beautiful. It comes out this summer. Kids will enjoy uh, that one too. I feel like that's uh, that's harboring artistic... You know what I mean? It's kind of using the Switch for something different, which I think is great. A little bit, yeah. So if you have it in handheld mode, you can just use the touch screen on the tablet. Or if you have it in docked mode, you use the Joy-Cons. Or TV mode. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The motion and the Joy-Cons. Um, Octopath Traveler showed some new stuff. So this game, uh, there's a demo out right now where you can play two of the classes. This is a gorgeous RPG. The style is beautiful. It's these two-dimensional levels of art on a three-dimensional map. Um and they showcase two new characters. Well, not new characters, but there's there's eight in total. They showcase two of them, two of the new uh, two new ones. And it's Tressa and Alfin. Tressa is a merchant, and Alfin is an apothecary or, or a healer. And so they showed these two new characters that were really cool. Talked a bit about how you can combine different roles in battle and all that stuff. Um, and then they showed off the special edition of the game. So the special edition is going to come with a, a, a pop up book of the characters, which if you see what this game looks like is just perfect. Um, a map, a CD, and then a replica of the uh, in-game money. So this game uh, is coin. just now coming out. Like they've been talking about this since release. Yeah. I mean, this, this was a game that was announced super early on for the switch and there's been a demo for a few months now. Um, it's a free demo. You can go download it today, play two of the, uh, two of the classes. And yeah, this comes out July, July 13th, 2018. It's a beautiful, gorgeous-looking game. If you like RPGs, you're going to want to check, check this out. At a minimum, go check out the free demo. Cool. Have you played it at all? No, I was going to ask if you have. I have, yeah. I've played through uh, a little bit, uh, not as much as I would have liked. Uh, it is just – it's really cool. It's a really cool-looking game. And it's just – Do you think it'd be my style? I mean, you like RPGs. Right. So I, I think this game is right up your alley. The tough part's going to be when you have the full game, you have eight characters, eight totally different classes. So how do you decide? That's the really tough part. And it's not um, it's not like a turn-based or anything like that? Um, there's a little bit of turn-based aspects to it. You know, the, uh, the battle is somewhat turn-based. See, that frustrates me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, that's why, I mean, it's, it's a turn... The battles are turn-based. It's very much a, a classic RPG in that style, but the, the visual aspects of this game are really cool. I can, yeah, I, I definitely can see that. Cause I remember that what they were, they had actually a clip when they launched the switch, uh, all the games coming to the switch for the first, uh, Nintendo direct last year. And, um, yeah, cause it came out around this time, didn't it? Give or take. Yeah. I remember that we saw like a 10 second trailer of it. Keep going. All right, all right, let's keep going. So next up is one I'm absolutely buying, and that is Mario Tennis Aces. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you know, if you like Mario Kart, uh, this is Mario Kart for tennis, right? And uh, they showed a bunch of new stuff about this, some new gameplay, things like that. So first off, first and foremost, four-player local co-op on a single Switch console. That's not, good. not local, not co-op, excuse me, but uh, doubles. You can do two on two. Yeah, yeah. So all local on the same machine, which is super cool. Um, they've got over 15 characters that you're going to be able to choose from, including some that will sounds like will be coming later down the road. And they showed off all of these cool tricks, and uh, they call them zones. So there's zone speed and uh, other zone abilities that you have that lets you slow down time or do these like crazy aiming shots and, cool. and things like that uh, with power-ups and, and all that. Um, and then they talked a bit about the online play. So yeah, it'll have online play, 
yeah, they're going to be doing special events, and yes, they're going to be doing online tournaments. And if you participate in these online tournaments and events, you can earn special outfits and characters. That's cool. Yeah. See, that's yeah. basically my rule is put do Mario of any sport, and it's going to be a blast. Do you remember what was it? Strike Zone was the soccer. Yeah, one? the soccer game. Yeah. Mario Strikers. Strikers, yeah. thank you. And I was like, that one was a lot of fun. Same concept. So you yeah, could ricochet no, the the ball or the shell off of the wall. <laughs> <laughs> this is a little different. It's very much tennis, uh, but there's a lot of Mario aspects to it and lots of fun characters. Um, two different ways you can play. You can play with your normal controller stuff. But you can also use the Joy-Cons as motion controllers, kind of like you used to do in Wii Sports. Right. I was just I was just about to ask that. It sounds like they replace Wii Sports with a real Mario game, which is good. I mean, kind of. Yeah. Um, and there's a story mode, man. They added a freaking story awesome. mode to this game, which is super cool. I cannot so wait. They're going to do a pre-launch tournament online that we'll get more details about later. So this comes out June, June 22nd, 2018. Super, super fun looking. Uh, okay, so there's lots of little stuff in here, right? A lot of the stuff you may have heard already. Uh, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy is coming in July. Uh, South Park The Fractured But Whole is coming in April. Hyrule Warriors has a release date of May 18th. Uh, big news, Splatoon 2 is getting single-player paid DLC, like a legit expansion. It's called the Octo Expansion. comes out this summer. Um, the 3.0 update, which is a free update, is including three new stages, a bunch of new gear, and a new rank level. And it's uh, 20 is, bucks, though. Well, the, the, the 3.0 update is free. No, the, the $20 DLC. is for the Octo Expansion. Yeah, which is uh, a lot with, for DLC. Well, I mean, it's a whole new single-player adventure. So, I mean, so I guess it just depends on how big how big the the game is, the new yeah. the new adventure. Now, as I'm sure you know, John, the biggest news was saved for last. <laughs> yes, it was. Did you watch the trailer? I did not get a chance to watch the trailer. Oh, oh man, you didn't watch the trailer. I didn't. I know. Okay, I know. So what I'm referring to is the new teaser for Super Smash Brothers on Switch. It is a really fun teaser, and I and I think you need to go watch it. I'm watching it right now. So uh, some things to note. It starts off, of course, with the two Inklings, and so obviously they're going to be new playable characters, uh, and it shows the silhouettes of a lot of the existing characters. But what I think is most important here is the way we see Link. Link does not look like he did in the Wii U Super Smash Brothers game. He definitely looks more like his Breath of the Wild self. That's cool. So it begs the question, is this a port or is this a new game built on the same engine? Huh. Yeah, yeah, because I think a lot of us thought and said it would probably be the GameCube one, Melee, since it's the most popular. I don't know who said that, man. Who Did said that? Did we not say that? I thought we were just talking about that. No. I never would have said that. I think I said that, and you said it would be <laughs> the one in the Wii U. <laughs> yeah, if they're going to port anything, they'll port the latest and greatest, you know? I guess. I mean, you can consider <laughs> that the greatest. I, I thought, I, I don't know, I like the original. Well, I mean, like, it's the, it's the like newest the game engine, it's the newest graphics, it's the largest uh, roster, you know? Right. So there you go, man, and it already kind of supports the uh, Wii U's GameCube controller adapter, so I have that, so I'm ready to go, man. Let's release this thing. It's supposed to be this year, 2018. They are somehow going to sneak in a Super Smash Brothers game. When do you think you think they're going to shoot for holiday season? Yeah, I imagine this will be a November release. When are we getting more Mario DLC? What do you mean? When, are we, when is Galaxy getting DLC? You mean Odyssey? Odyssey, sorry. That's why I said Galaxy. <laughs> yes, when is Odyssey getting DLC, man? I, I don't know. I mean, Breath of the Wild's received two DLCs at this point. I know. Um, Splatoon 2 is receiving its first DLC this summer. Why is Mario not getting any love? Oh, I'm sure it will, but keep in mind, Mario is the newest of those three games. 
I mean, Odyssey's only been out since November or October. Excuse me, October. Oh gosh, it's 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 only been. I feel like it's wow, it's been out. So like, Breath of the Wild was a launch day title for Switch, and Splatoon was like June, I think. Right. Right. So you know, June, July, August, September, October, five months. So you know, Splatoon's first DLC came is you know has a five month lead on on Odyssey. So. And Odyssey already had its new mode. They added the balloon mode. So it was free, you know, but you could consider that DLC. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just watched the trailer. It didn't give you a lot. <laughs> it's a teaser. It's, it's a, a teaser. teaser. Yeah. So just to give you guys a good visual, it's the Inkling girl, and she's looking, and all of a sudden you see the Smash Brothers symbol, and she's staring at it. That's pretty cool. That was a pretty cool way to look at it. So, all right. That's exciting. That's exciting. Yeah. I want to see some gameplay really cool. is what I was hoping to see. But yeah, it, no, Link, Link you only see the that. silhouette of Link, right? Well, that's the thing. So his his silhouette is definitely... Is very Breath of the Wild, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty cool. I dig it. I dig it. Do you think this will be a $59 title? Absolutely, no question. Why wouldn't it be? Well, if it's a port, I feel like it should be cheaper. But you know what I mean? Because we don't really – do you think it's a – I feel like it's a port. So ports are still development work. There's still work that has to be done. They're adding at least two new characters and a new skin for Link. They'll probably have new maps like something from Odyssey. Or Breath of the Wild too. Or Breath of the Wild, right, exactly. So, I mean, it's going to be a $60 title. I mean, the the new Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze re, uh, re-release, the, the port there is $60. I mean, these are still massive first-party titles. Right. It's no different than, you know, the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy coming to Xbox and Switch. Those are still, you know, it's going to be, that that's a little bit different because it's remastered of an old game, right? Uh, so not the best example in the world. But uh, the Fractured But Whole, right? South Park, the Fractured But Whole will be 60 bucks on Switch. Just because it was 60 bucks on PlayStation and Xbox. Which is great. That's just a great one <laughs> that's coming out. I'm, I cannot wait for that one. Dark Souls. I cannot wait for um, what else is on this list here? Crash Bandicoot, there's of course. A, there's a bunch of stuff. You know, so Captain Toad doesn't sound like your your cup of tea. They're not really. I mean, they're not super exciting for me. And this is uh, basically a, a remake. So yeah, to it looks speak. like a 3ds version. Yeah, exactly. Huh. I've never played that game. What's that all or, about? I guess I guess it's the Wii U version, and they're they're working on a 3DS version. Right, gotcha. What's all that about? What Captain Toad? Yeah, like, what is that? So they're basically like it's it's a platformer puzzle game where you have these three dimensional levels that are essentially puzzles unto themselves that you have to process in a particular way to complete. That sounds right up your alley, dude. So, I mean, there's a couple, there's a level in Odyssey that's basically a a Captain Toad level. Um, There's a local co-op where one player plays as Toad and the other kind of like assists. Right. uh, Similar to the two-player mode in Odyssey. So, you know, um, I think it's a good title, you know, but when you have so many games on so many platforms, I mean, keep in mind, this is just Switch stuff. You still got PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Um, So, you know, there's only... So much time. Well, I also saw that the... uh, I don't know if you saw this too, but they delayed um, Days Gone. That was supposed to be a big Xbox title. They were pushing that hard. It was actually shown... That trailer was shown... That game, along with Anthem, was shown... Especially Anthem, was shown at the Xbox One X release or reveal. And uh, both those games got pushed back. (laughs) So it's kind of funny because they were kind of... I feel like they were kind of banking on those coming out. So, yeah, that's that's how many those are big games that are coming out, and th- these guys look at—they're busting out twelve new games this year, um, and yeah, to compete with the the two or three AAA titles that are coming out. So they're they're really pushing it. I think what has led to a lot of the Switch's success is they're giving a lot of these smaller companies a shot. More, uh, you know what I mean? Those smaller developers, and they're yeah. basically yeah. saying, if oh, you can make it stuff. work, yeah. we'll put it on the store in the store. 
Whereas PlayStation and Xbox, you know, you work up to have a game on their store. They they are very exclusive about what they want on their store. But Switch, I feel like they're just kind of or Nintendo, sorry, is kind of just playing the whole like if you can make it work, we'll we'll put it in the store. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think you're totally right. But uh, but anyway, I think that's it for us, man. That's it, man. We had a great discussion, and we have a we have a a lot of stuff planned for the future here. So we're going to do Left 4 Dead next week, 8 o'clock on Wednesday. And if you're a date person, just so you know, that will be the 21st. Yep, 8 Central, 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. Boom. And the following week, we'll you'll catch us again on Monday at, oh, excuse me, no, Tuesday. No, 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 the episodes still go out Wednesday. Guys, so we Wednesday. record on Monday, so I'm I'm yeah. all jacked up. <laughs> So our new schedule, so yeah, our schedule is kind of different now. So we used to have episodes on Tuesdays, but now everything is going to be on Wednesdays. Every other week we'll have uh, a new podcast episode on Wednesday mornings, and the alternating weeks we'll be streaming video games Wednesday night. This is what you guys wanted. The, the, the fans have spoke. They said they want to see more streaming, so we're making it happen for you. Absolutely. And we're going to mix it up. You know, we did Overwatch the first time. We're going to do Left 4 Dead 2 here. We got some retro console games we're going to break out at some point, like, you know, Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Yeah. I've never played that game, but I've heard a lot of good things. Uh, hopefully we'll get some Switch going, too. Some Super Meat Boy. Some Rocket League. <laughs> yeah, so stay tuned and uh, hit, them with, hit them with the plugs, Derek. <laughs> right. So, yeah, so thanks for tuning in, everybody. We are Gamer Heroes, part of the Heroes Podcast Network. You can find us at heroespodcasts.com or at Heroes Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, and Instagram. We also have a Patreon and a Coffee, which is ko-fi.com slash Heroes Podcasts. Um, we buy equipment. We buy the games to stream. We buy video cameras to record our uh, web series and things of that nature. So, any little bit helps if you uh, can't uh, can't afford a subscription service. You know, the buy us a coffee. It's uh, little incremental things. Just help us get new equipment, help us pay for our domain names and hosting and all that good stuff. So yep. we appreciate it. But give us a follow, drop us a line, let us know what games you want us to stream in the future, and we will definitely take that under advisement. And if we own those games already, then it'll probably happen for sure. Uh, so uh, yeah, so thanks for tuning in. We are on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Blog Talk Radio, and Spreaker. Subscribe. We'll catch you guys in a couple of weeks. See ya. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.